0: Oh, it's like being peed on. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to
1: Sincast, presented by CinemaSins.
2: This episode of CineCast is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema streaming exceptional films from around the globe. Each day, Mubi introduces a new gem and you have one month to watch it. From cult classics to acclaimed masterpieces, every film is hand-selected by experts. Try Mubi free for 30 days at MUBI.com dot slash CinemaSins. That's MUBI.com dot slash CinemaSins for your extended free trial. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast, this is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hello. Yeah, we're doing a real creepy episode today. (laughs) Today
0: I am sinister. We are are that man
2: in the subway platform who asks you if you have any spare gum. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh man. uh, For music video, Sins, Barrett Sherry. Hello!
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hello, Hello. <laughs> One of these days we're gonna have like a whole episode full of us just doing different hellos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Different different intros.
2: <laughs> Today we're doing last and least, no, I'm just kidding, last <laughs> state of the road trip. Road oh, trip oh,
0: shotgun. On the road again.
2: The most time-honored tradition of all. The road trip. Oh, the places you'll go. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Yeah. uh it will be wyoming and uh, which surprisingly has more than uh wisconsin did yeah. yeah what a
1: wild thing this has been like this was uh i believe like an idea that one of the listeners us mm-hmm. or a question yeah and we were like well why don't we just uh kind of mosey through that that was like i think maybe eight months ago or what something like that yeah ago. yeah it's been it's been a very very long time uh but yeah this has been really fun though mm-hmm. it has like and it's we, allowed
0: us to talk about movies i don't think we would ever have talked i don't
1: about. think ever yeah but like going through literally this list every time to say like oh and, and there's been several times where like whoa i didn't realize that was said until aware yeah. <laughs> something <laughs> like that you know uh yeah this has been cool and i i like the wyoming stuff that we're about to talk
2: about yeah uh the first one is a movie i have not seen any which way you can sequel to every which way but loose Mm. uh i do not like the wyoming movies yeah yeah uh what can you tell us about any which way you can god
1: damn this is stupid i think okay (laughs) so uh so every which way but loose was clint eastwood and the chimp Mm -hmm. right and did you see that one no uh it's 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 charming Okay. it's clint eastwood i don't think he had done comedy up until then I, that was in the 70s mm-hmm. and uh you know it showed a different side isn't
2: to him. this sort of like eastwood's answer to burt reynolds movies sort of almost maybe maybe like
1: a like a uh smoking the Bandit, type the of bandit, bandit, bandit.
2: Can, you know cannibal run all these yeah. uh especially smoking the bandit but uh but it, it seems to have that that kind of like southern seventies comedy flavor to yeah, it. Yeah,
1: this one he's like he's getting into fight clubs and stuff like that, and he's like he's he's bare bare knuckle bare knuckle brawling mm-hmm. <laughs> shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. It's got Sandra Locke in it, uh again, or Sandra Locke, I guess, uh who was in the first movie. By the way, I heard after he and Sandra Locke uh broke up, he like blackballed her whole career. Really? Yeah. And that's why you, you didn't see her anything after all these like team-ups that she did with them. I,
2: I get the sense that when Eastwood is long gone, we're going to unearth all the horrible fucking shit that guy probably yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. I don't, I'm i not making any accusations. I'm just saying that I've heard enough about Eastwood mm-hmm. to, to think that there's maybe a bunch of stuff that we're not going to like hearing yeah, later. Yeah.
1: Uh, but this movie sucks
2: oh that's great mm-hmm. let's not watch it yeah <laughs> go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead and not watch it's a good this. idea not to watch that uh then we have the Ballad of buster scruggs
1: Ooh, this is a good one have you watched this again recently? yeah
0: yeah this is a good one to put on because because of the, v- the vignette nature um it doesn't feel like a two-hour commitment um yeah i probably watched it at this point maybe five or six times total
1: have your rankings changed
0: oh in terms of which ones i like the most mm-hmm. i don't think so it's probably going to be that first one or the, or the Gold Prospector. Um,
1: I, I think so, too, for me.
0: Just because that first one, that song is so loopy and his performance is so perfectly cartoonish. Which song are you talking about? The Cowboys, you know, Cowboy Gets His Wings? The guy that directed the movie, Oh. Tim Blake Nelson's. The <laughs> opening song that he sings about being <laughs> the. The opening song. Okay, yeah. the opening. Because he's yeah. got that and he's got uh, Surly Bill or Surly Joe. Oh, no. no fuck that song. Oh, you didn't oh. like that? I mean, no, it's okay. I just mean the first <laughs> one is the one that I meant. And then the, the one
1: where he. Uh, it goes up into heaven. That's when a cowboy gets his wings. I think all of them are awesome. Is, is yeah, and this, Jack
0: that. Black is not in that. By the
2: way, <laughs> exactly. this whole, this whole, that whole movie is about death, right? The oh, whole yeah. and the, uh, especially the end one, which is a metaphorical sort of uh, purgatory type of thing, where they're in the coach and everybody's saying that they're going to the hotel for some reason. The one, the weird thing about that one though is they, the two guys have a dead body with them yeah Mm -hmm. which is which throws you off a little bit will throw me off anyway because if if we're in purgatory then what is that
0: yeah no i don't
2: know you know i don't know i love that
1: last one by the way oh yeah
2: i know in fact usually
1: when i see people's ratings or rankings on this it it seems to be towards the bottom but i think that's genius i think that's a perfect way to end that Mm -hmm. and to to totally like tie up that theme that you're talking about of death uh I think that one like for whatever reason like hit me in the gut a little bit.
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's good shit. shit. I really like it. Yeah. Uh then we have Brokeback Mountain. Ooh. Um mm-hmm. movie that probably should have won best picture in 2005 but mm. Crash ended up taking it. Uh Jack Nicholson, I'll never forget being shocked when he <laughs> read that when he's like best picture of 2005 goes to crash (laughs) wow um so brokeback mountain is a tremendous movie yes it is uh and i think probably this might be the first time some people were ever exposed to any kind of adult gay relationship in a movie like most of the time it was thrown off as a joke Mm. or as a token thing or whatever uh, but here, uh, as acted by Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, really, really, really good.
1: Did you realize how... Because you saw every movie in 2005. Mm-hmm. Did you realize how great this movie was when you first saw it? Or were you no, mired because, in all the
2: suckets? No, because I also liked Crash to, uh. Uh, to an insane degree in 2005. And I haven't seen Crash since, but it has become one of those shorthand, that shouldn't have won best picture. And especially now... That I've seen Brokeback Mountain two or three more times, I'm like, okay, yeah, I should have I should have given that one more credit. Mm. I think I still made it two or three that
1: year. Oh yeah, I think Crash is – I believe it was Crash that has Matt Dillon and um, Ryan Filipe. Well, yeah, who is the the woman? It's Terrence Howard, and who is the woman that he is? It Tandy Newton
2: um, that
1: that he harasses. Yeah, it's Tandy Newton. It, it suffers in my mind now because I think I know behind the scenes. They didn't tell her that he was going to get physical like that. Oh, really? They didn't tell her that he was going to go to the places that he literally goes to, and that like that. It's it's like Last Tango in Paris. I can't watch Last Tango in Paris yeah. anymore just because I know the ickiness behind it. Now the ickiness in Last Tango in
0: Paris, ickier. You hey, decide. let me ask you something. Where do we draw that line of ickiness? I think anything non-consensual. Then do we have to talk about Alien? Because he didn't tell anybody except John Hurt that that thing was going to burst out of his stomach. But that
2: also wasn't physically harming or... That's what I'm saying.
0: Do we draw it at physical harm? Because it can't just be consent because that has led to some great moments.
1: Yeah. No, I'm I'm talking about like anything overtly sexual that could be literally sexual assault. Like Marlon Brando and uh, Bertolucci didn't
0: tell the
1: lady about like the butter and all that stuff. Or
0: even non-sexual assault like... Tarantino spitting on Uma sure, Thurman sure yeah I think crosses a line yeah yeah I'm just saying there have been a lot of directors who have tried to surprise their actors to get legitimate reactions and some of it's okay some of it's clearly not well yeah Hitchcock and
1: Kubrick both were yeah. legendary for this well and not in good ways yeah. probably you know would not work in this climate hopefully would not work in this climate but seen... it
0: did lead to amazing you know cinema I've seen that movie about Hitchcock where I think it's Toby Jones plays Hitchcock mm. and he's just Tippy Hedren's in there trying to film that scene for the birds and she's done. She's over it and he just keeps making her do it over and over and, yeah. over, and, over, and over What was that movie?
2: I forget what it was called.
0: Yeah, I forgot too. I think it was but- called The Bus
2: That Couldn't Slow <laughs> <laughs> There was one that was just called Hitchcock that I think Anthony Hopkins played Hitchcock in. And uh, what was the Toby Jones one? The Girl. The Girl?
0: Wow, yeah. what an odd and terrible title
2: 2012 for TV film.
0: Was that it, HBO? I think the point of the movie is how... Poorly, he treated female actors specifically yeah. that.
2: One. But uh, that's that's sort of how Brokeback Mountain is, right? It it it's almost tied to crash in this weird way, and we've gone on this big crash thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's but but Brokeback Mountain, like uh, this is this is the movie. I know that a lot of people back then, uh, you know, didn't understand this because when a lot of people who never saw Brokeback Mountain had a had prejudices about that movie Mm -hmm. so when heath ledger was uh you know cast as the joker and they were like what the dude from brokeback mountain Ah, what do you mean and i was like dude did you see him in brokeback mountain yeah that guy can kick some ass man (laughs) oh
1: fuck yeah what's what's interesting about brokeback especially the stuff in wyoming is how much of a dickhead he is yeah you know, I mean, he is like he's just a
2: total asshole
1: to Jake jonah's character. I mean, to every, to everybody, to everyone. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, he 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 could have just you know left that alone or watching the fireworks and whatever. But I'm glad he didn't in yeah. the movie. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't. Um, yeah, the it's uh it's one of those. Th- it's also it's not just like. We are not the. I don't know if we're the people that need to be talking about this movie and all the different like real deep themes that are in it. But it feels like to me that his character is playing. It's not. It's not just some. Brokeback Mountain isn't just some gay movie. Is what I'm trying to get at. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh. And even the characters who are who are having this relationship, they aren't sure about it either. Mm-hmm. Um and they have been questioning it that's what makes it so powerful for me is like even the heath ledger character is married and has kids Mm -hmm. and all that because he's because they want to have the normal life they don't want to have to be
0: well jake marries anne hathaway yeah and and, uh, that's why this movie always wrecks me but i think it's it's a tragedy Mm -hmm. right yeah it's an epic romance tragedy Mm -hmm. and the first third of it is just blissful like mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't want to fall in love with someone or something watching those that first half hour i don't know what's wrong with you mm-hmm. the music is great the scenery's gorgeous it's lush it's just ah then the middle section they're both married and they kind of occasionally see each other on fishing trips but not as often as they'd like and that's sort of where and then by the end of it god it's like the the world was never gonna let those two guys be mm-hmm and they both knew it and only one of them accepted it and jake took way too long to accept it and, yeah um yeah god the movie crushes me it, really it
1: does is. because it does set you up for that sucker punch not a sucker punch but like that punch at the end mm-hmm. because you see those moments you know the moment where ann hathaway catches them you could see how absolutely in love they are mm-hmm. at that moment oh, they're, they're Michelle just, Williams. yeah because Michelle Michelle Williams Williams
2: because oh, okay. he jake gyllenhaal shows up to the house. And then he comes down the stairs that's right, that's and right. then they just start making out yeah, yeah. and Michelle Williams comes up and she's like, you know, oh my God. Yeah, Um, but it's it is it's a tragedy in just the fact that he couldn't he couldn't get to that that point where let's just let's just have this relationship. And is it? Would you say that it's Jake Gyllenhaal that had the hard time getting to that point, or Heath Ledger got to the? I think Heath Ledger's there
0: all along. the The world is never going to let us be. That's why he says to him on one of those fishing trips, "If you can't handle it, or you know, if you can't change it, you just gotta handle it. You just mm-hmm. gotta bear it." Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jake shows up when he finds out about the divorce, thinking we're going to be together now, and Heath yeah. Ledger's like, "No, man, I got my daughters here. That's we can't do this in this world." Yeah. And then but but I don't think they can. I think that's part of the point of the movie. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal gets
2: killed for being yeah. gay. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. I mean, and there's a uh, been some like outside discussion as to who was the one responsible for killing him. Like was it the Anne Hathaway character? Hmm. Uh there's there's like some outside discussion hmm. out of that is it was the Anne Hathaway character responsible for that? You could make an
0: argument for a handful of characters. Yeah, uh, yeah, Randy Quaid's character. mm mm-hmm. Mhm
2: yeah not that i think that
0: needs to be answered because I, I think the point is yeah it's it, it doesn't so yeah, many yeah. different people it doesn't
2: need to be answered but uh yeah ends with uh with that uh that crazy you know great shot of L- ledger's you know like putting jake and i hate i don't know the names of the characters yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm sorry but but putting the innocent name innocent jack innocent jack yeah putting the uh putting in the coat to to his face and just like you know just hugging it and just like you know showing exactly what the truth of this whole uh story is is that you know that was just something that he couldn't you know he couldn't ever allow himself to have and everything uh a little uh uh cameo from linda cartellini there at the end too oh yeah, his daughter. yeah 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 uh, well you
1: know this, this performance is every bit as good as his Joker performance. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that he takes his voice down. Bradley Cooper actually did this, too. Bradley Cooper's got an amazing vocal range. Mm-hmm. Between A Star is Born and Rocket Raccoon, mm-hmm. uh, he can really do anything. But Heath Ledger, I don't even know how he got to this low register, because you've never heard it in any other performance that he did. Mm-hmm. But he's like the Marlboro Man. He's got this deep voice and this growl and all that stuff. And he's just, he's fully committed. This was... What came before this? It, what came between this and Ten Things I Hate About You? Knight's Tale. Yeah, yeah, Knight's, Knight's Tale. Tale. Yeah,
2: the Four Feathers. Four Feathers. Patriot. Ca- oh, Patriot, yeah.
0: Um, that Catholic priest one. Oh, The Order? The Order. Oh. <laughs> I think it was, I think Linda Cardellini's playing his girlfriend, and Kate Mara's playing his daughter. I just watched this a couple of days ago.
2: Yeah. They're I both don't, in it. Yeah, Kate Mara is his daughter, and then, yeah, Linda Cardellini i think linda carnellini knows that he's gay i think or at least i do believe she hints at it yeah i don't remember if that i guess so i guess she's his girlfriend i don't know yeah because that yeah and i'm remembering
0: remembering now he sees her again in a diner when she's got a new boyfriend and they have like an exchange yeah basically (laughs) like you didn't want me there's uh there's anna
2: faris is in this too (laughs) there's hot yeah that's right. That's right um then we have butch cassidy and the sundance kid i have seen this a long time ago i remember enjoying it immensely paul newman and robert redford what a great team up that was in Mm -hmm. the 70s man the sting was great Mm -hmm. uh i believe the same director on this too george roy hill Mm -hmm. i think did this uh but uh this is a great movie
1: this have, movie fucking it. rules it's on my list to it? Shame. Uh, this is right down the center of the plate for you i
0: would love it i have no doubt i have i just have never seen it
1: because robert redford's great in this he plays uh the sundance kid mm-hmm. um and then paul newman you see paul newman in a lot of different like you know staying the hustler and stuff like that and even the verdict a lot of these he's not, i don't think he's ever having as much fun as he's having as butch cassidy here mm-hmm. uh because he's like constantly chattering constantly talking able to talk his way out of anything in this movie and oh man it's just so much fun to watch mm-hmm. i've seen this fairly recently a few times at, at least at different parts It's so good you, you absolutely would love this movie
2: okay all right yeah. yeah and it's got one of the one of the most famous endings in a, of a movie yep. of all time yep. as well uh do you think uh i don't know i don't know if this is common knowledge or anything but you think Thelma and louise sort of made that their their sort of butch and sundance ending because of that yeah yeah you know because they go they go out in a blaze of glory man yeah man uh then we have close encounters of the third kind which is uh just an excellent 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 movie Mm.
1: jesus christ this movie's excellent i've been by the way i've been revisiting a lot of like early spielberg Mm. stuff jaws in particular and close encounters in Mm -hmm. particular and first of all richard Dreyfus is awesome yeah in in both of those uh, and second, man, this is what gets me upset about the the recent Spielberg kind of almost phoning it in,
2: mm. is how good those early ones were. So good. There's a sense of awe when you see these spaceships. Oh, absolutely. For the first time. I mean, yeah, there's a couple of moments where they're flying around and, you know, we don't know what the real deal is at that point. But when they show up at that rock, that's the part that you just you are instantly transported into another time in Hollywood with that because mm-hmm. you don't see that anymore. Even movies like Arrival, which are excellent sci-fi, mm-hmm. don't do that, yep. you know? And I love Arrival. Yeah. But Close Encounters has got that, just that, the music from John Williams, that, just that sense of like, whoa, this is something really special going on here. Um,
1: that ending takes
2: like 40
1: minutes or yeah, so like you, on the on devil's tower in wyoming yeah, yeah.
2: you think that i mean you want you think that once they get to the rock okay it's got 15 minutes but no <laughs> it's it's got it's it's a half a movie yeah yeah uh yeah the the first half is just uh you know dreyfus basically saying goodbye to his wife and kids because yeah. he's so obsessed no shit man <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is very yada yada yes yeah. it's like well he had to do it yeah he was compelled yeah he uh he
1: gets on the ship too right yes yeah so he's That's, he's gone that, <laughs> it, it,
2: that is one thing by the way close encounters i never got was that the the sort of the i guess is it i don't know if it's it's not the first thing that happens because anyway you have melinda dylan's kid gets abducted somewhere in in the first 20 30 minutes of the movie and uh then then they the aliens all decide that we're gonna go meet at this rock and then they let everybody go that they've ever abducted including pilots from world war ii mm-hmm. and all that and the kid that they abducted two weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we didn't need him uh, it doesn't
0: take us long to experiment on a kid <laughs>
2: like they, yeah guess not <laughs> it makes you really wonder what the 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 purpose of their abductions were if that uh, yeah if they were benevolent this whole time and everything oh okay, we'll just let everybody go uh maybe maybe because we were finally able to communicate with them with the keyboard and mm-hmm. everything uh they they understood that we weren't just ants i don't know (laughs) know. he knows about cattle mutilations the cia has been suppressing for years
0: (laughs) you like this movie right oh yeah i love it in fact i almost i don't want to do this because i don't want to start a fight but i almost said fuck et uh because this is such a oh well movie. this
2: movie is better than et
0: i know and that's what that was my only point yeah <laughs> i think et is clearly for kids and this is a more for grown-ups and it's two different takes on alien encounters and they're both great yeah uh, and it, but, this
2: came out the same year as star wars too and and you know if you want to just see where hollywood was branching off branching off towards star wars more than close encounters right. but close encounters was a huge hit in its own right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh it just wasn't as big as star wars it makes you wonder what sci-fi would look like and blockbusters would look like if star wars had not come out mm-hmm. and just close encounters did Ooh. you know what would we have had then would, yeah uh, it's kind
1: of weird that this is like the the thinking man's yeah sci-fi right? yeah
2: even though it's not like it's not like it's ridiculous. Populous, yeah, yeah it's but, not cerebral in any way right. but uh but uh it is it is still one of my all-time favorites it's, yeah it's uh just a just a classic hey,
1: fucking john williams man like how, how does that dude's brain work how does he come up with this almost like atonal sequence of notes that gets him permanently ingrained into your head mm-hmm. uh, and then makes it such a plot point you know, you've got the yeah. board and the, dun, 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 and then the tube is, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's so great. Well, and then when it gets like really fast too, <laughs> <laughs> well, it
1: does that. And then it goes off into like little uh, derivatives where it's yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. God damn. It's so good.
2: Uh, then we have. Did you hear about the Morgans? I did not. I yeah. heard about it. I didn't see it. Oh, this movie sucks, assholes. Hugh Grant and Sarah Jessica Parker. So you've uh, seen this? Oh yeah, man.
1: Oh yeah. This has got a, a decent cast too. It's got uh Sam Elliott, Mar- Mary Steenburgen, uh, Elizabeth Moss, <laughs> Wilford Brimley, and his diabetes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know it's it's uh it's awful. It's awful. It's like a road trip movie. No, 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 no. They move from New York to Wyoming and try to to, to rekindle their romance because they're about to get divorced.
0: Mm-hmm. Fuck. That's Fuck what you do. Movie.
1: That's yeah. what all yeah.
0: marriage therapists recommend. That's right. Going to Wyoming? Yes. Picking up, your, adding lots of stress to your marriage mm-hmm. will improve your marriage. Right. Oh, no. They are about
1: to get divorced, but the reason that they moved to Wyoming is because they witnessed a mob hit in New York and they're in witness protection.
0: Oh, so it's a sequel to... Jimmy Blue
2: Mickey Blue Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Does James Conn <laughs> come back? Gene Triplehorn? <laughs> oh, shit.
0: Yeah, this uh I've been watching a lot of Gene Triplehorn lately. Yeah. Not on purpose. Well, yep. basic instinct has been running on stars. Yeah. Hard to not watch. Right. That. And then there's another one that she was oh, the fur has been running a lot. Man, Jean.
2: man, Gene Triplehorn, one of my I, I know I've said this a lot, one of my early crushes. <laughs> but I, just oh man she was so beautiful um and ben stiller was dating her at the time of all that oh I think. wow that was one of his girlfriends i had no
0: idea
1: she's excellent in the firm she's actually pretty excellent in uh basic instinct she is yeah she, um, she uh the weird thing about that movie is how violent all the sex is like not even with sharon stone and michael douglas yeah. Like, when he has sex with Gene Triplehorn, oh, that
0: shit is That's revenge. It's yeah. Like, revenge. I was going to yeah. say, though, I think he's motivated, even in that scene, by how horned up Sharon Stone has made him. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I don't get the sense that they've ever had sex that violently before. No, yeah. and it seems like she's into it just as much as he is.
2: Yeah, she didn't know she liked she it. She was in some movie, like, not too long after that. Maybe Waterworld. It was a romantic comedy. And Jennifer Aniston had, like, a cameo in it. And it was, it was, it's an interesting movie to watch at the time because, because Aniston is, uh, you know, just getting, starting to get big with friends. Mm-hmm. And Gene Triplehorn's a known entity at this point. And like, there's, it, there, it couldn't be more incongruous when yeah. you watch it now. To see Jennifer Aniston just show up in this one, and it's something, something about you or something.
0: Waterworld, Mickey,
1: Mickey Blue Eyes, Sliding Doors, Big Love. Hmm. Forgot she was in Big
2: Love. I forgot about that show. Till yes. There Was You. Till Til there,
0: there Was You.
2: Did you ever watch Big Love? Uh, I did. A couple of episodes, I think.
0: I I liked
2: it,
1: I think. Every, every episode that I saw was pretty engaging. I
0: think that show was it came out at the wrong time if that show was coming out today i think it'd have tons of interest because there's a lot more there's a lot more in, i think outside nosy interest in mormon lifestyle yeah. today mm-hmm. than it used to. i mean it lasted five seasons
2: it's funny you look at uh you look at uh till there was you and like i was sitting there going oh maybe jennifer aniston wasn't in this that's how far down the um <laughs> <she is." laughs> uh, then we have the hateful eight yeah okay ah uh, i love this movie hard that's okay i love it i very much enjoy it oh do you really I,
1: I didn't like yeah it. um i think there's something about this that is so agatha christie yeah it's, uh, it's,
2: it's like 10 little indians very much and, and it's, it's, it's also so, like uh the thing yeah, a lot yeah. too and i feel like that's one of the movies that tarantino was going for with this especially with kurt russell's involvement yeah. But just all the snow and the the who's the real killer and you know that type of thing going on. Um, Why don't you like it? I, <laughs> I, I I didn't like it.
0: I mean, I feel like the performances were fine. I just maybe I wasn't in the right place for a two and a half hour talky. I don't know. I it don't, is very talky. It's talky as fuck. It's but the it's most Tarantino talky. talky. Man, Tarantino talky, but Tarantino breaks up the talkie with other stuff sometimes
1: <laughs> well he breaks it up with jennifer
0: jason lee and
1: you know uh, I don't,
0: i'm not trying to say you should agree with me
2: i just didn't like it i didn't like it
1: Yours- wasn't this the movie that got derailed like leaked
2: was this the movie that got yeah, leaked? yeah yeah and he apparently had to change things or something because which is by the way i'm beginning to think you should just go ahead and go with the original thing because only a few people are gonna know about it mm-hmm and just because just because spoilers are out there doesn't mean that people are actively going out. People who actively want spoilers are not going to be deterred from watching the movie right. once it happens. And isn't there some hint that that happened with Game of Thrones, too? Like, there was this idea that they knew where it was going, and everybody kind of knew where it was going, and they changed it last minute? Oh, I don't know. I did read that they shot
0: mul- multiple endings. Oh, really? Just to keep any peeping toms from knowing what they were doing Hmm. Mm,
2: but i'm beginning to think that you should just go ahead and go with that now hateful eight turned out fine to me Mm -hmm. i i enjoy that type of movie um uh i mean it's not it's clearly not one of his best but
1: no i mean it's not up in the pole but that doesn't
2: matter i mm -hmm. mean it's still good it's still it's still it's still watchable um and uh yeah i very much enjoyed it it's got a lot of little intrigue in there there's some stuff you don't know as it's going in and and they they sort of peel the onion as it goes on and i i liked it and it's the typical tarantino dialogue stuff that i like so yeah
1: especially with samuel l jackson like he Mm -hmm. he owns this movie he is badass in this movie oh yeah uh i saw this at uh, the music box in chicago nice and it was up in their screening room Uh, belcourt has this too right Mm -hmm. Uh there was like maybe fifteen seats yeah. in there and uh huge screen though. And uh it was there it was a packed packed house, but there was only fifteen of us there. Nice. It's very cool.
2: That theater might be twice as big as this room we're in. The one at the Bellcourt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy seeing a movie like that. It's uh, like you're sitting
2: in the living room basically. Yeah. Um then we have Heaven's Gate. I never saw this. Was this Michael Camino? Oh, this yeah. is this was his uh follow up to Deer Hunter mm-hmm. and it was, you know, this huge it's one of those well-known huge bombs, you know. I never saw this though. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh
1: this is uh they're they're out there in Wyoming. It doesn't have anything to do with the cult? No, no, no. <laughs> it's Chris Christopherson <laughs> and uh Christopher Walken. Uh no, the other guy is John Hurt actually. Uh that are like frenemies and like the story of their uh development over the years
0: and uh, how did they get to heaven's gate
2: that's the title uh
1: i don't know in fact i think uh, the title changed a few times uh everything changed a few times because is it chimino or camino i think it's camino he had he like went super crazy over budget Mm -hmm. and that was one of the reasons that it was such a like it it wrecked united artists like it put them out of business just this movie Mm -hmm. uh, because it, it made nothing but yeah i i watched it and it's fine It was certainly not didn't deserve the reputation as like one of the worst films of all time. Mm -hmm. But now it's gotten like
2: a cult status, and like people are saying it's one of the best films of all time. It's not that either. It's it. I don't think this is the type. uh, There's a different classification for a movie like this. It's not that it's bad. It's not that it's one of the worst. It's just that it aimed high. It had a huge budget, and then bombed. Right. So you have that type of thing. There are typical bombs out there that are always losing money, but this one is apparently like one of those that lost extremely amount, a lot of money. Uh, Heaven's Gate, Ishtar is always, Mm -hmm. is always put on this because of, uh, I don't even know though if Ishtar is, Ishtar might be considered one of those worst movies though. I'm not sure, but it was a huge bomb. Yeah, yeah, totally. Water World, which was called Kevin's Gate. By the way, <laughs> by nice. some, by many people, before that movie came out, <laughs> referring uh, to Costner or to uh, Reynolds, doesn't but, matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but, but I am almost certain it's Costner because of the shorthand that's yeah. involved there. But, but, uh, but that was uh, sort of the uh, the idea because Waterworld was another one of those that was notorious for having spent a lot of money yeah. for no return. And then Cutthroat Island would be the same mm-hmm. same deal. Although Cutthroat Island is actually a really bad movie.
0: So. Last Action Hero got kind of that reputation too, because yeah. it was a big budget and it didn't it didn't. I don't think it flopped, but it just didn't make well, it anywhere near what they expected.
2: It tried to directly compete with Jurassic Park, and maybe back in the day you didn't think that a movie about dinosaurs was mm-hmm. going to be this huge like mega blockbuster and that you could just put Schwarzenegger up against anything. And the and to be fair, it came out a week after, but um but still you're coming into the second weekend of a phenomenon yeah. when that when that gets opened and everything and uh uh always will be the movie that marks my movie theater career, last action hero. Ah. And that's the movie that opened. also
0: co starring Tywin Lannister.
2: Yep. <laughs> that's true yep. with the glass eye
0: that's speaking right.
1: of cast let me read you the cast for heaven's gate chris christopherson mm-hmm. christopher walken john hurt sam watterson and then you got brad Dorff, Ooh, chucky chucky yeah. uh slash uh what was his is he in warm tongue yeah worm tongue uh L-O-T-R. isabel hubert uh jeff bridges uh terry o'quinn Ooh. Your boy uh tom noonan mickey rourke and then willem dafoe in his first film in his film debut really yes that's crazy that's a lot of people that's right yeah so i'd like to watch it again because when i did watch it i was like why is this derided as like one of the worst films of all time uh but i also didn't like love it It, and it's fairly long too
2: yes it's it's 220 minutes nice um then we have the house bunny uh on a ferris uh is uh, the lead in this one and and she was on a on a roll yeah during this during this point i think she even produced this this movie uh it was happy
1: madison that produced it uh well, i don't see her on the list but it may be
2: wait a minute does it just say happy madison or does it are you going through the produ- the litany of producers
1: yeah adam sandler jack garoppolo or garaputo uh alan covert and heather heather perry
2: okay anyway uh, um anna ferris was was on a big hot streak at this point when this movie came out and uh i haven't seen it in forever i do know it's got uh it's got emma stone completely unrecognizable in it mm-hmm. um and i'm trying to remember if this movie came out right after super bad i think it may have it was august 08 yeah so it so came out after super bad and uh and so like I didn't know who she was when when that when that thing came out but uh trying to remember the plot of this isn't this about a playboy bunny yep. who lives in a sorority house? Yes yeah, it is. She yeah. gets
0: ousted. Do you like this movie? My my wife likes this movie. Oh really? <laughs> so I've caught bits and pieces of it many times.
2: It's charming enough. Oh I I really no, like this movie.
0: No it's it's fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. She's uh, a playboy playmate that gets like kicked out because of some malfeasance there and she is it
2: is it playing on the kendra wilkinson uh like uh all the the three hefner girlfriend thing oh i don't know but i
1: mean that was around the same time um i don't know if that was a direct inspiration or whatever uh for this but uh yeah she gets kicked out of the the thing and somehow makes it over to this wyoming sorority with all the Quote, reject yeah. sorority yeah. sisters, which is Emma Stone. It's
0: basically like uh, like uh, Dodgeball at that point. Right. Yeah. Kat yeah. Cat Dennings McPhee. is this.
1: Katherine McPhee. Yeah. Rumor Willis is in this too.
0: Oh, wow. I forgot about Rumor. Yeah.
1: And Colin Hanks uh, is Anna Ferris's love interest. Mm-hmm. So she has to figure out how to be like smart and sophisticated and, you know, like more well rounded instead of superficial because there's another sorority that's all the superficial people. Yep. Yep. I yeah. think it's
2: delightful. It's all right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you could have a worse time. Yeah, I haven't seen it in uh, since it came out, but I remember uh, enjoying it. Um, then we go to Rampage. Oh fuck me! You guys have seen Rampage. I where haven't.
0: in Wyoming is this bullshit? That's facility- where the Wolf Monster goes. Oh,
1: when it when it first crashes down.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Now the ending. Well, it's all over the place because I think he starts off in Miami. Like I think his research facility is in Miami. And then they end up in Chicago
0: because they wreck shit in Chicago. Oh, it was Chicago. I was thinking it was some other city. God, this movie is so. I would watch. God, <laughs> I would watch skyscraper and the helicopter Coast Guard one. Yeah, yeah, ten times each before I watch Rampage again. I agree. I totally agree. Did it you is ever see this? nope. Oh, it's like being peed on. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is just offensively bad
3: <laughs> that, you're totally right that,
2: that, that uh, right there reminds me of that uh lewis black thing where he has a joke about uh how george w bush had that big the big tax break or whatever you remember the tax break mm-hmm. where we got we all got a check in the mail yeah. or whatever <laughs> and he's like he's like in the uh the congress in their infinite wisdom they decided to mail us a check at at, at taxpayer cost, and uh, for uh, they, they they uh they sent us something in the mail one point something million dollars or whatever to tell us that we were getting the check <laughs> and then he goes i'd rather they came in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh my <God. laughs>
3: Jesus Christ! I know. Loose
2: <laughs> Black is awesome. Wow. Uh, by yeah. the way, as an aside, Anna Ferris was executive producer on *House Bunny*. Ah, oh. gotcha. Um, but yeah, this uh,
1: this movie <laughs> it's it's probably the most out of the way way to explain Dwayne Johnson's physique because he's a primatologist yes, he and of course
2: he's ex-special forces mm-hmm, yeah it's just ridiculous. he's always like some normal guy but who has all this like badass training <laughs> yeah you know? he's yeah. like both a seal and an army ranger <laughs> and an astronaut <laughs> uh,
0: oh man, it's just it's so bad run away it's yeah. bad mm-hmm.
2: yeah uh then we have ready to rumble uh which Features noted wrestler David Arquette <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> yep. uh and Scott Conn. Did this uh, maybe
0: spark his interest in it or it
2: may have. It? I think he may have already been yeah. interested in it when he did this. Um I don't remember anything about it. I except that Rose McGowan plays his love interest in mm-hmm. this and they were brother and sister in Scream and so like oh creepy yeah. it, it it weirded me out a bit even though they're actors and they're not really related to each <laughs> other but they're so well known as brother and sister in scream that when they showed up as love interests in this it was weird <laughs> anyway ready to rumble do you remember this the story uh yeah they're like uh they're
1: small-town Wyoming guys, like buddies, Scott Kahn and uh, David Arquette. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, one of those touring wrestling things come comes by, and they get somehow involved in, like, actual professional wrestling. They get wrestling. the bug. They get the bug. Have you ever seen, like, a live wrestling event? No. You haven't? I haven't. They, uh, they came in Chicago. There was a street festival down Southport, where I used to live, and uh, they had, like, a, a they built a wrestling ring in the middle of the street and uh we just happened by when they were doing i think it was actually lucha libre because they had the 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 masks on and uh it was fascinating because they'd come out when they were introduced they'd come out and like you know either uh high five or like rile up the audience that kind of thing if they're heel or hero or whatever it is and uh i got to see like all the 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 machinations and the moves like up close it's fascinating i would never like go to like a royal rumble or raw or whatever that is but mm. uh seeing it just kind of by happenstance is very cool
2: hmm. well, i remember this not being a good movie though
1: this movie sucks ass all right. yeah all right uh
2: then we have red rock west which is an excellent movie yes mm-hmm. i haven't
0: seen it in maybe 20 years though
2: yeah it's been forever since i've seen it as well but uh nicholas cage plays a guy who is hired by and i don't remember who comes to him first it's the wife or the husband but uh come is is is, has somebody come to him and says i want you to kill my husband Mm. and then so he goes to kill the husband but then the husband has a counter offer i want you to kill my wife Mm. um and uh and i remember this just being really good i think dennis hopper Mm -hmm. dennis hopper and is it laura flynn boyle Mm -hmm. yeah laura and uh and so like um (laughs) the uh that's that's the the story sort of stuck in between this couple who wants uh who wants to kill each other i'd
0: take both of their money and kill them
1: both uh i think that may have been a a possibility wasn't it
0: Mm, i don't know he thought about doing it's been long enough that maybe i just spoiled the
1: movie on accident (laughs) because i don't remember (laughs) well it's jt walsh i think plays the the husband right because dennis hopper is the actual hitman that they oh okay uh michael cage for yeah uh yeah I agree this is a this is an interesting movie. This is John Dahl. Yeah, What's John, John Dahl? John Dahl
2: did, did Rounders and uh oh. he also did um did he do The Last Seduction? Yes he did. Uh and and uh, a tremendously promising career in the 90s don't think has translated into being a huge big time guy because uh he, he, he's still working but it's a lot of tv
1: yeah there's a ton of tv um, like uh, house of cards and iron fist and-,
2: and you know what it may be a lot of times if you can get a job just directing tv shows and it's not that big of a deal and it gives you a lot of money you may just want to do that instead sure. and that's perfectly valid because i mean i'm sure that when you're doing actual features and you do you work a year or two on it and then it comes out and either people don't like it or they call you a bunch of you know you know untalented hack or whatever by the end of it you're just like you know what fuck this (laughs) i'm gonna go to somewhere where they don't blame the director i'm gonna go make 17 episodes of er yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah exactly uh he did an episode of breaking bad oh wow uh which one was that he did the one called down that's the one where Skyler keeps mysteriously leaving without talking to Walt. Jesse's parents throw him out of his own house.
0: Oh, that's an early one. That is early.
1: He did Joyride, too. Oh, yeah, Candy that's right. Joy- <laughs> <laughs> Candy cane. Candy cane. That movie's
2: so up your alley. I it? love that Oh, movie. I love it, too. <laughs> I, love I remember it. I wasn't working at Hollywood 27, and I think he and uh, Russell invited me to come out and watch Joyride with them, and I watched it, and I loved it. Yeah. It's that was cool. written by J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Isn't crazy oh uh then we have well red walk west by the way great movie yeah i highly recommend it uh it's been a long time since i've seen it but i remember it being really good uh then we have the movie shane i can't tell you if i've seen this or not every time a big huge famous western comes up a lot of times i just don't know i don't think i have seen shane actually is this the comeback
0: shane the what isn't there a famous movie line where somebody else come back, Shane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, is, this, yeah. is this that
1: movie? I think so. Yeah, I think that's at the jo- end. It's uh, John Wayne. No, it's uh, Alan Ladd. has plays the titular Shane.
0: Why have I always put John Wayne in Shane? Is it because he's in every other Western? Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> that is the reason.
1: <laughs> oh, this movie is awesome. It's uh, you know, it's it's basically the same story as we always see. Like you know, you've got to rally the town and all that stuff to fend off a horde of baddies, mm-hmm. cat dirty people. Yeah, dirty people. Uh, This is also the movie, I believe, that uh, Patrick Stewart was watching in uh, Logan. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. he He was saying how wonderful cinema could be to this girl. You know, and and showing her Shane as an example, yeah, that's a great scene in that movie.
2: Buddy. Yeah, he just wanted to show him a movie that has the exact amount of letters that the that Logan is. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> that's right. But George Stevens, uh, who is uh, is one of those sort of unsung all time like guys. Like he's done a lot of like, mo- like movies you've heard of and great or people consider great and everything. Directed Shane. He also did Giant and A Place in the Sun. I've seen A Place wow. in the Sun. I've seen Giant um uh but it's a hell of a batting average yeah and, and i'm trying to remember when we were doing uh rushmore directors and everything whether we mentioned him or not i don't think we did but he's got a pretty good resume heck yeah he does um so yeah shane is shane is uh i'm, I'm gonna have to watch that right it's great yeah it's legitimately great uh western that i really do know that i've seen and i've seen multiple times is unforgiven yeah clint eastwood's best picture winner from 1992 this is absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. and it brought back the western for a short time is this the best clint eastwood directing performance Probably. I'm gonna say yes. What would be the Mystic other Mystic Rivers up there? You, yeah, Mystic River, and then uh, uh, letters from me with Jima is up there. I, I would think trouble uh, with the curve. <laughs> trouble <laughs> with the curve. Uh, yeah,
1: but this is like the most accessible, like because like Mystic River. You're not just going to pop that on for, like, you know, a large yeah. or something no, like that. No, uh, same thing with Letters from Iwo Jima. Like, you can watch Unforgiven any time and mm-hmm. have a great
2: time. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Gene Hackman's so good. God, this movie mm-hmm. fucking rules. So. Oh, yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah, Hackman won the Oscar for this. Uh, yeah, uh, Morgan Freeman uh, is in this. But, yeah.
0: I love that scene when Clint Eastwood says to Gene Hatman, do you feel lucky, punk? And Gene Hatman
2: says, they're feeling their metals. Yeah. <laughs> and then they recreate that scene from Absolute Power. <laughs> I love all that shit. It's the greatest. Uh, but yeah, Unforgiven is awesome. We've talked about it many times. Um, then we have Vice, which I know that you guys love. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, is Cheney what? from Wyoming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in fact, is far. there's the, uh, the, his uh, daughters uh, running for Senate in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So the
0: movie, the way they handle that shotgun incident is a little weird. How did they, I, I'm trying to remember how they handled it. He just that. kind of turns and fires. You don't see anything around him. And then it cuts to the other guy going, ah, my face or whatever. Yeah, But like it almost, it's it's, it's exactly between accidental and deliberate which is, I think, what the official story was, but I wish the movie would have chosen one or the other. Like it's made pulling
2: him, its punches is yeah, what think. Yeah, like
0: either it was a total accident, and he's just old or in the middle of a heart attack or something, and it goes off, or he's evil and he takes full aim, but the movie just kind of has him turn, he's kind of got it down here, and he sit, he's like sitting in the open truck mm-hmm. door or whatever and poof, fires and i remember thinking that was a really weird choice
1: it is because they certainly don't pull their punches anywhere else in exactly this movie. exactly For
0: why an not opening just thing. go ahead and say he's evil he did it on purpose I,
2: I guess if you did say that he did that then they could sue you that's probably the reason. Uh
1: he could probably stew them over like the entirety of the movie, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: I guess. Uh I did like this movie, but there are a lot of moments in it that I wish I could I would want to cut out of it, you know, just because it's there's I don't I I don't like the Shakespeare thing. Hmm. Uh I don't like uh, just a lot of the I understand you came up with this sort of this style with the big short, but it's sort of i don't know there's some there's some parts in this movie that just don't seem to deserve to have that treatment and, and there are a couple in there like that. but i ended up liking it
1: did you see that musical uh video that was cut from this Mm-mm.
2: yeah i saw it i don't remember much i think it was it was awesome like I, I really wish it was in there but no uh we round out this uh initial list with wild horses a kenny rogers movie from 1985 i never saw this <laughs> oh yeah man
1: <laughs> that's all i remember too <laughs> it a uh, great it was on uh it was on cbs it uh, came out like a tv movie. they have
2: the rolling Stones song in it uh
1: no no
0: i like the sundays
2: version
1: oh yeah oh that is good that whole i haven't heard
0: that good. in fucking forever yeah wow the whole album's good and then the stones did like an acoustic version like a year and a half ago, that sounds like a bunch of geriatric yeah. guys harmonizing. <laughs> mm. It's not good? I didn't like it. Oh. Mm. Uh,
1: I do like me some Kenny Rogers, though. Okay. I was actually going through, uh, my, my mother-in-law has a ton of his records, and I was mm-hmm. going through and listening to him uh, this weekend, and uh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah? He had, he always he had- a kind of a rocker. Yeah, he always had a, a like a rock sensibility because he came from that psychedelic, I forget the, the name, but uh, the- the group that did What Condition My Condition Is In oh, yeah. uh, was him, and that was very psychedelic and all that stuff, and so he kind of like brought a little bit of rock and roll into his thing. Yeah. Okay.
2: What about this Wild Horses movie? I don't remember anything. I <laughs> don't yeah. remember anything good. about <laughs> it. I saw it. Uh, on the secondary list, we have The Ballad of Josie, 1967, Doris Day movie. I've never seen this. I think uh, she
1: accidentally kills somebody. I think she kills her husband.
2: Yeah? Yeah uh don't know anything about that one dear prudence no idea jane seymour hallmark movie <laughs> you uh, haven't seen it? Mm, <laughs> uh then there's flicka which i know is a horse movie allison Loman. is it tim mcgraw i believe so
1: uh yeah tim McGraw. okay
2: so mini thea- theater story here uh the this is this is only uh this is only interesting to me i'm just going to talk about it and it's only interesting to me sweet uh, though we had, uh, I think it was one of the Medea movies. I can't remember what it was. It was like, Why Did I Get Married to or something, one of those. Mm. And, uh, and every time you get down to a certain amount of trailers on a movie, like if you have to pull trailers, you have to sort of replenish them. So I pulled off a couple of trailers on on uh, the on this tyler perry movie and i had the decision do i put flicka on here <laughs> or do i put some other whatever because there wasn't very much to choose from mm-hmm. so I, I did the other one and i put it in there and guess who comes in to watch the tyler perry movie at this moment in time was fucking it? tim mcgraw <laughs>
1: and you could have put his movie i could have put
2: flick on there and i could have seen the back of his head as as he as he talked to martina mcbride who's also there and said hey that's my movie (laughs) i was so upset about it that
1: is very disappointing it was
2: upset i I wanted to see the reaction that was your one shot man yeah uh damn I watched
0: a little bit of Country Strong the other day. Oh
2: no, that's got Josh in it, doesn't it? No, Jerry. Jerry. It's got Jeremy? Yeah, and
0: that's why I was watching because I'd never seen it <laughs> and I knew he was playing like the concert promoter. He's actually great in the mm. in the role. He, he blends right in with all the other actors. And Tim McGraw actually is not a bad actor. Mm. Um uh, but yeah, that movie's weird. Have you seen that movie? Uh uh-uh. uh. God, it's it's three movies in one. That was one
2: of those that just got like got dumped on in our theater, and I was like, "What? We haven't even been showing trailers for this, I don't think." <laughs> well, know, they shot
0: so much of it here, uh, but uh, it's not worth talking about. But it's three movies in one. Leighton Meester's in that, though.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You never-,
1: <laughs> you never saw Flicka? No. Uh, I mean, it seems you never saw.
0: Wyoming no i have movie. seen a horse movie before though and <laughs> i think that probably covers me
2: allison Loman was one of those women though who could play like a teenager well into her 30s though it was really strange like matchstick men she's not i mean obviously she's because that's part of the movie she's not really 15 in that movie right. but i think she's actually 20 so, oh, wait a minute she's probably 20 in matchstick uh, but like later on like she would play these teenage roles mm-hmm. and everything and you're and and it's like you're like 30 something <laughs> you still look like this
1: i really wish she would she would make a comeback because she's awesome and like drag me to hell she's fantastic yeah
2: we looked something up about her didn't didn't we that uh, recently were seemed like she sort of uh kind of retired maybe uh um, could be she was 23 when matched came. wow 24
1: yeah, I mean, she had a couple of kids. Maybe that's what uh, she wants to do.
2: Yeah, we I think we looked this up at one point. Uh, then uh, The Laramie Project. Oh, uh, uh, this is
1: about the Matthew Shepard case.
2: Yeah, oh, Matthew Shepard, okay. Wow.
1: Which was in Wyoming. So there's there's actually several movies, like documentaries and things like that around this. Um, what a terrible story. Mm-hmm. What a terrible story. But I believe this is where the, the official, quote, hate crime law came from
0: oh yeah it definitely came from the matthew shepherd thing yeah
1: so i mean it's it's awful to think about and the the details are just horrendous but like at least something good came out of that you know yeah. uh laura linney peter fonda jeremy davies and christina ricci uh, is in this did
2: davies play uh, matthew shepherd it's,
1: it's in the aftermath so nobody plays him
2: mm. oh okay then we have meet the deedles not to be confused with meet the feebles <laughs> that would be a bad mix up today. yes it would this is about surfing right is this surfing yeah these dudes are these dudes are dudes they're
1: dudes from like uh hawaii and like <laughs> they come to to and they're they're surfer guys yeah and they come to Including wyoming
2: paul walker yeah it looks like from this angle looks like paul walker and clark duke i never saw this i remember we had a poster of it up in hollywood 27 projection booth for some reason i didn't put it up there uh but uh yeah i'm very familiar with the poster and that's it yeah no, no, that's an arrest well.
0: it's a visually arresting poster it arrested me from even ever going to see the movie that's true <laughs> that's very true
2: <laughs> then we have a movie called nightfall that has ann bancroft in it uh i've never seen this either but it looks good yeah yeah Ann bancroft was one of those ladies who's just sexy no matter what age I mean, seriously, I saw something recently where it was like it was nineties, nineteen nineties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Expectations? It was not that, but <laughs> even then I wasn't I wasn't joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Nightfall was also the name of one of my brother's chickens. <laughs> and um the first time they decided to have one of their chickens butchered <laughs> and and used for meat, because usually they were just getting the eggs. Um they talked to all three of their kids, mm-hmm. and their kids were old enough, and they un- they understood, and they prepared them for everything, but their middle daughter, they were not prepared for the bond she had made with Nightfall, the chicken. Oh, really? And for about a month and a half after, she drew a new picture of Nightfall and put it on her wall Oh, every my. day. Oh, oh God. Now, this happened to coincide with Thanksgiving when I came to visit, and I got to <laughs> oh, see no. the wall of Nightfall. <laughs> oh, God. The shrine to the dead chicken. Oh, that's when so horrible. my brother horrible. was like we may have made a mistake oh my god <laughs> and i am like i'm pretty sure all parents make
2: some kind of mistakes
0: like this and then and she got over it and moved on and they've had, had no problems with any
2: other uh, oh, chicken slaughters since but, uh the movie that i was trying to think of was called love potion number Nine, which Oh, was, which was on the other day it was on the other day mm-hmm. and dude man's in it
0: yeah. he dates rachel on an arc of friends tate uh, donovan tate donovan yeah. i almost called him tad yeah you
2: have uh <laughs> sandra bullock in, before she's famous at all and that to yep. that movie somehow has come on like over the years it's always seems to be on cable and it always <laughs> seems to be on at a time that i'm watching <laughs> and i don't really remember my, i mean, even this past uh, showing i wasn't really watching it it was just on yeah. in the background and i was like i'd yeah i've seen i know i've seen this movie a hundred times hmm. in some way but i don't i couldn't tell you everything <laughs> that happens really oh no
0: i couldn't either he takes um, a love potion everybody wants it yeah it, well, it turns it, out to be a nightmare he hates it he wants to go wants to get it get it, get it, get it do away with it yeah dream. i think
2: he wants this one woman and then he has an actual organic relationship with sandra bullock but sandra bullock is drawn by some other dude who's taken the love potion And the guy who's taking the love potion is very controlling and making sure that she doesn't ever hang out with Tate Donovan. And it's essentially the movie. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was not in Wyoming, though. Uh, Number nine. Then we have Spencer's Mountain, a Henry Fonda movie. I have not seen this. Uh, super volcano you say jesus afterwards <laughs> is, it like a, jesus? is it about jesus is a sci-fi production look at this look at this fucking plot summary that, that's ridiculous
1: it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous
2: is it about uh a super volcano that just like is it is it the sequel to Volcano?
0: <laughs> it's after every
2: after racism is after racism is over.
0: Dante's Super Volcano. Yeah, is.
1: it's 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 like a Sharknado type of thing. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Well,
0: because there is a super tornado tornado. There is a super volcano under Yellowstone. <laughs> well, this is where yeah, that's in uh, Whenever, Yellowstone. Okay, well, it's there. That's a real thing, and yeah. it's it, it is inevitable to blow. And when it does, about two thirds of the U.S. and beyond will disappear. Well. Maybe that's what what happens here. Most Maybe experts think it's hundreds and hundreds of years from happening, but I think on a geological timetable, it's actually overdue. Oh, really? Hmm. So anyway. Well, thank
1: you for, uh... You
0: but know. overdue can be thousands of years in a yeah. planet's lifetime. I'm just saying, super volcanoes are a real thing, mm. and if you want to be horrified, go Googling. Mm. Yeah, well, hey, also, uh, you can watch this. 2005.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh an unfinished life which came out in 2005 which means i did see it which also means that i have completely forgotten Ooh. that it existed it's <laughs> um, like a movie i watched lassa hallstrom directed this mm. uh it has uh has really jennifer lopez robert redford morgan freeman josh lucas damian lewis uh cameron manheim uh they're i I this story and looking at some of the the frames of this, I'm like, yeah, I definitely saw this. But it's uh, the IMDb says, desperate to provide care for her daughter, down on her luck, Jean moves in with her father in law, from whom he she is estranged. Through time, they learn to forgive each other and heal old wounds. That's why I forgot about this. It movie. sounds really... Yeah, because <laughs> because I don't believe in forgiving each other and healing old wounds, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I just didn't... I found the movie bullshit. <laughs> yep. Forgiveness is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Uh, there was
0: a sin, I cut it recently, but I wrote a sin recently where somebody in the movie said, "I forgive you," and I was like, "Forgiveness is overrated. Just keep carrying that grudge." <laughs> I ended up cutting that sin because it wasn't about the movie. But. Uh,
2: the Virginian Ooh. four movies from 1914 to 1946. I never saw this either. Yeah, and then Wind River, which is a um, uh, okay. So you guys still haven't seen Wind River? Right? I have no excuse for hey, why. Hey, let's
0: remember it. in the future to go back in time and watch Wind River. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we've seen it. Uh, it. I am so ashamed I haven't gotten to this yet. This is probably the longest I've owned a movie I was dying to see without watching it. And uh, I really, really should have found time to get to it before this Wyoming bullshit.
2: Yeah, uh, this is Taylor Sheridan, who wrote uh, Hell or High Water. Uh, Also, uh, you know, is a part of that Yellowstone (laughs) show that you love so much. Yep. Uh, But uh, uh, Wind River... I'm going to have to watch it again because I did not like it as much as everybody else did. Mm. I I liked it, but I think a lot of people were trying to make this out to be like some like modern classic. And I wasn't quite there after my first viewing. Mm but it's good hmm. and i recommend it hmm. um but uh yeah jeremy renner and um and uh, elizabeth olsen not in a marvel movie yeah thank god uh, not doing a romanian accent not doing a romanian accent <laughs> not not doing not a romanian. not doing yeah. a romanian uh, accent but it's about this uh it's about this murder that happens on a, a native american uh like reservation mm-hmm. and uh there, it's it's hard to actually uh investigate those things because it's different a different set of rules uh it's snowing constantly so evidence is getting buried uh nobody wants to talk hmm. that type of thing so uh i, I being i i love m- uh, m- you know murder mysteries and stuff like that love this movie and it has a satisfying conclusion it's just right. wasn't quite like oh this is it's got a 7.7 on the imdb i'd probably i'd probably put it a little bit lower than that but uh uh but it's uh it's good it's a great it's a great song wind river yes yeah <laughs> i love it and uh that does it for wyoming and it does it for our road trip that's right wow yeah. there's no
0: states that start with z <laughs> not that i know of. No, no, none.
1: that's something to shoot for new zealand yeah. isn't a state there's just zealand,
2: just zealand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
1: uh we are going into uncharted territory for a follow up.
2: Yeah, now uh a lot of people have asked are we going to go to other countries and all that? Not yet. Not not in the like ig- immediate future, but I'm sure we will at some point. Uh there's only a few countries I think that we could realistically go to that are used all the time. Yeah. Uh there I mean I've seen movies set in iran and iran and iraq and you know other places like that but if you're getting into the, like to the, to a deep dive of of movies probably not it probably would be better we didn't yeah go through some of those but i'm never going to like you know uh you know put back us into a corner there we can always do that sure we could uh, do what we want. Yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're can we say that we're sure, going yeah. we're going to space next for yeah. the road trip. <laughs> so we will be doing space after space. We don't know where this road trip is headed. So we'll we may shelve it for a while. We may bring it space,
1: back. Space, one of the frontiers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that. I actually uh, I was like, well, maybe we've got enough to to fill an episode or something like that with space movies like primarily happen in space. Mm. And then I started clicking on it and it's like all these subgenres and there's a ton yeah. of content that we can get into.
2: Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh all right everybody, it's time to talk about movie once again. Woo-hoo! And uh so uh what what have you seen recently, Barrett? Okay.
1: We did a spot on The School of Rock video for Movie. And one of the people that were mentioned is the Darden brothers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, who are French or Belgium, Belgian? I think they're Belgian. Um, and I had never seen anything that they'd done before. Uh, they've got a, a movie on on movie right now from them called The Kid with a Bike. Uh, it's part of their uh, Can Takeover, the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And so, like directors who have current movies in there, they're showing other movies uh, on the service. So, The Kid with a Bike is just absolutely arresting visually and performative and it's just it's amazing they uh it's it's about this kid whose father abandoned him Mm -hmm. like just fucking left Mm -hmm. and then the the kid gets shipped off to a home and he sold his bike. He sold, like, the dad sold his motorcycle and all that stuff. He said, I'm, you're going to just do this for a month, and then just, like, left. And the kid is not coming to terms with it. He's, like, he's calling the dad every day. He's going over to the, the, the house to look for him and stuff like that. He will not accept that his dad is just gone. Hmm. And this kid does, has just a brilliant performance. He couldn't be more than, like, eight, nine years old. Hmm. And he is extremely troubled. He's extremely. He's acting out. He's getting into fights. He's lashing out. He's pushing people away. The only thing that he wants is to contact his father, and eventually he does in this movie, and it is heartbreaking. Oh. It is absolutely soul crushing. Mm-hmm. But what he lacks in the in the paternal thing, uh, he ends up hooking up with this uh, this woman, a hairdresser, uh, who agrees to let him live with her on the weekends. And eventually, you know, maybe a little bit more. And it's it's played by Cécile de France, uh, who I've never seen before, but apparently she's very, very famous. A huge thing in, in Europe. She's absolutely fantastic. I, I would totally recommend this movie. This, <laughs> that's perfect. I would totally recommend this movie. Uh, this is worth signing up alone. This is an awesome wow, movie.
0: Wow, that's yeah. a strong recommend. It really wow. is. I well, mean, Especially this, when the sign-up we're asking you for cost you nothing <laughs> yeah that's true mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll tease the end of this little <laughs> spot by saying you can get a month of movie free yes if you follow the link movie.com slash cinemas that's it yeah
2: um i watched uh gus van sant's paranoid park had Ooh. you seen that before i had not um Ooh. uh and uh i i've seen quite a bit of gus van sant recently i had uh, um I had seen Elephant in like in the last couple of months and I think there was another one that I saw but uh Paranoid Park is an interesting uh movie um uh it's about it it's told in sort of like out of order it's about this guy who uh he he likes skateboarding and his his he and his buddy happen on this uh this park that's got an actual name but everybody there calls it Paranoid Park it's hmm. the skateboard park that everybody goes to and one night he uh he he decides that he's going to hook up with a bunch of these uh, uh people who seem cool and blah 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 and uh we don't see anything that happens after he meets those friends i think maybe you see them like smoking pot or something but then we don't later on we don't see what's the aftermath of that is but we do know that there is a murder being investigated Uh, around the train yards that are around paranoid park. And, uh, and, and at first we're like, I don't know if, if he's involved in this or if he knows who's, who did this or if he's even involved at all, but he just, all we know is that this happened, near some place that he frequents often meanwhile his parents are getting divorced and he's he's uh he's got a girlfriend the girlfriend's played by taylor momson uh <laughs> oh from gossip girl wow. uh
0: i i guess gossip yeah, she's girl, from gossip girl. Uh, wow uh but uh she's from the how the grinch Stole christmas movie yeah, oh, yeah see, that's that, was, right. that was sort of
2: like I, for some reason i had it in my head when i started this thing that it was a 2003 movie so i was like oh three years older t- taylor Momsen's gonna look kind of like grinch taylor momson and, and no, <laughs> no. She's, she's like 14 in this movie and then uh this guy this they're dating but he obviously isn't really into her uh for whatever reason um there's a point where he says something to the effect of uh, uh jennifer's a virgin which is uh it's 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 gonna it's bad because she's gonna want to do it soon or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh and but but yeah he's, he's not he doesn't seem to be into her because she's very like one of the popular gals in school, and very drama, and you know, like just wants to be in this relationship to be in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, this this movie keeps uh, switching uh, perspectives and telling you not perspectives, but telling you uh, switching times and stuff. And you start figuring out more and more about how uh, this this murder or whatever this they're investigating, how 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 involved he is with it and hmm. everything and obviously i won't spoil that here for you if you would like to see this movie uh but uh it's an interesting thing because you do know what you do know his involvement by the middle of the movie hmm. so the rest of it is sort of like you know a, a sort of a character study almost and uh and uh but uh and it, you know, like like i said interesting movie from him I, I i liked it i really did like it um it's just that you know, it's one of those that's kind of hard to get into at first because there's these slow motion shots of him skateboarding and hmm. it's they last a really long time and you're like what kind of movie <laughs> what did i get into but it's got it, it it's the way Gus Van Sant sort of is. He'll have that real like arty farty side of him and then he'll go and and get into the actual story and everything. Who's the um Who's, who's the guy that featured in Goodwill Hunting, the song that's in that? The- oh, Elliot Smith. Elliot Smith. <laughs> he has a lot of Elliot Smith in this. Hmm. And I feel like he he did this also in Elephant or one of the others. He really likes using, he even uses the same song from Goodwill Hunting oh, in wow. this at one point. Uh, but uh, he really likes using uh, some Elliot Smith in his uh, his movies. Tell you what, that
0: Waltz Number Two by Elliot Smith is one of the best songs ever written. Is
1: that the I never know to know you now? Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to know gonna you love well, you. but I'm Olivia.
0: Yeah, God, so good. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Pete <laughs> Elliott Smith
1: is like up there with anybody's peak.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he just he just never had like industry people. They all know him they all knew who he was and that his music was great he just never sought out that big stage and that fame and he was happy to play clubs and i think van sant and he were friends at some point ah okay
2: anyway yeah it would make sense if that's the case because i think i've heard him at least three movies using Elliott smith songs jeez but uh anyway uh yeah uh good movie and i would recommend this one as well for the service if you wanted to if you wanted to come and uh get you some movie yeah get you some this
1: is the perfect time to sign up because especially for like american audiences stuff Some people like me uh, who are familiar with, like, Lars von Trier, there's a a movie from Tommy Lee Jones on here uh, called The Homesman, Gus Van Sant, like, directors that you're familiar with but maybe haven't seen these movies, uh, this is a great time. It's part of that can takeover. This is the time to sign
0: up. Well, and it's a great counter to, you know, at least the American summer bombast of the theater (laughs) season, you know, June and July. Uh, You can kind of sit back pour a glass of wine and enjoy a nice fine art movie yes and you can do it for free that's right if you sign up at movie.com cinema sins yes m u b
1: i.com cinema sins
2: 30 days free that's a lot that's a lot of movies yeah mm-hmm. i don't know why my voice cracked <laughs> we ready for some recommends and warns oh. yes indeed sir totes amazeballs They're great. it hey. won the academy award oh for what for best movie ever made
0: Oh, God, Lord Jesus, am I ready. Oh, bring it. Oh, you ready? Yeah. Do you remember last week? I do. When I told you about a Netflix movie that I was incredibly excited to watch because I had read that it was basically unwatchable. Uh Chinese, $700 million Chinese language sci-fi blockbuster, The Wandering Earth.
2: (laughs) Well, I didn't see that, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I saw 11 and a half minutes. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was a little drunk. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I took notes. So I'm just going to read you. This would be basically a rough draft of a sins script if I were writing sins for the wandering (laughs) earth. Mm -hmm. All right. So I wrote, oh, oh yeah, I got to make this bigger. So my blind ass can read. Holy shit. I thought American film logos were crazy and over excessive. My next, my next note is wall of credits. Ah, it's earth from above. And then somebody says in quotes. At this rate, the sun will engulf Earth in 100 years. And I didn't even have to comment on that. I just put that in quotes because that's in the movie. Another quote, decided to propel Earth out of our solar system. <laughs> and Then I wrote 10,000 Earth engines. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote saluting. Uh, They're still speaking Mandarin, even though I definitely changed it to English. This shit is so crazy. I needed English. (laughs) Cities are under each engine. This makes no sense. Twenty five hundred year voyage. The fuck? There's a city under each engine that. Yeah, that's what I wrote. Um, That little girl has a Wookiee hood. Uh, Ah, cryo sleep. Space movies. Best friend. Uh, Polaroids? And then I wrote, no shit, the premise of this movie is that they made some machines to move Earth and intentionally drive it out of our solar system in search of a better situation. And that is maybe the biggest fuck you to actual science since the movie Species. <laughs> uh, Super Mario here with his room and Super Mario here with his room of overabundant gadgets. I don't know what that is. This means. is
1: all within the first 11 minutes? Yes,
0: the last note is, and I'm out. 11 minutes, 30 seconds. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it is all kinds of kooky. Now, granted, if I watched it sober, well, I might actually—I might not even last 11 minutes. I might cut out sooner. But once I realized the premise of the movie was literally "let's drive Earth out of our solar system," it's literally the wandering Earth. Let's go find a better solar system. What the
1: fuck? That's
0: uh, that doesn't make sense. No, it makes all the no sense. Yeah,
1: so you're you're running away from the
0: sun to escape the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Also, the sun's gonna engulf the earth in a hundred years. Yep. Does it look good? Like does, it, does, does the looks movie look good? Expensive. Oh yeah? Yeah. Hmm. And I needed to understand like I can do Mandarin audio mm-hmm. with English subs pretty well. But it was so confusing. I I did switch it to English dub just so I could <laughs> wow. try and follow what was happening. And uh no, I didn't make it. So, so that's a hard warning. So the
1: premise is what what like took you off of that. Yes, it, in
0: fact, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're going to jump ahead after 2500 years of cryosleep or some shit hmm. and the movie's going to be about them trying to pop Earth into some other solar system. But the very concept of it is so goddamn absurd. I can't even I can't How did that
2: movie make a ton of money then? If everybody's reacting to it this way, were were people mandated oh, in China to watch it?
0: Okay, maybe you're joking, but I would buy that. Uh but also the people who are hating it are Americans. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I just I think that's how different tastes are in China versus I mean Great Wall made a shit ton of money in China. Yeah. yeah. And that's an that a, a undeniable turd. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe they just start looking for the same things in their movie entertainment that we are. Yeah.
2: And maybe they loved it. Like, great great cameo from Matt Damon in Great Wall. <laughs> cameo. <laughs> Uh, oh, is. Is, so
0: is that a... That's is, my hard-worn. Uh, or recommend. It's a record-worn.
2: Okay.
0: I think I think some people might have fun with it.
1: I actually want to uh, check it out. I was I can... uh, thinking about that
0: the other day, actually. It feels like the kind of worn where once I worn it, like five or ten people are going to come out next week and say, hey, I watched it. It was terrible, but I loved it. <laughs> it could be like a passenger's
2: type of thing, right? Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not for me. I wasn't that drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie from uh, Jeremy Saulnier, who did uh, Green Room. Uh, he did uh, a, a movie before that called Blue Ruin. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And I guess he's got... I'm trying to think. Does he have a color trilogy thing going on, or is that just a... Then he did Red Rock West. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks like those are the only two movies he has with colors in the name. Uh, anyway, uh, Blue Ruin is about this, uh, this guy who we we, um, his name is Dwight. Uh, we think that, uh, he's just homeless. He's just a homeless guy. And we see him bathing in somebody else's house and, uh, he, he's like stealing clothes and all that. Hmm. And we, uh, we quickly find out that, uh, recently, or I don't know how long ago it was, his, his parents were killed by this guy who was being let out of prison on this day. And, uh, and so he immediately comes up with the plot that I'm going to kill that guy as soon as he comes out of prison. And so he, he gets all, uh, he's, he drives around in this like blue Pontiac, which I believe is where the name of blue ruin comes from. It's a blue Pontiac or something. It's a tow up vehicle. Hmm. Um, and, uh, so he sort of stalks, he stalks, uh, this guy as he comes out of the, out of the prison and his family uh greets him and everything and they go to this this bar where apparently i guess they work or they're whatever and uh yeah he kills that guy Mm. and uh yeah spoiler alert he kills that guy (laughs) uh but uh because he left such a mess of it and because he's left so many things behind on it uh they know that the the family knows that he did it and this family is a bunch of criminals so he knows that they're going to start coming after him and his family next his family is played as a guy he has a sister who has uh has kids and everything and so he comes back to tell her that i'm back and all that and oh yeah by the way killed that guy who killed our parents <laughs> uh and uh and she's and she's like I'm glad that you did this, but holy shit (laughs) You know. Uh and uh so it becomes this whole thing of the this uh this other family comes after them and uh this guy trying to run away from them and and, uh and at some points he gets the upper hand and then they get the upper hand and so on and so forth. Uh it's an excellent movie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's excellent. It's uh it's very it's a very it's an hour and a half, very short um uh well done well acted uh i liked this movie more than i liked green room and i know that green room got a lot of uh you know uh, play back when it first came out everybody was saying how great that was this movie is a little bit better i think Mm. um and uh and it's not it doesn't have like super shocking graphic violence although there is a little bit Mm. uh, of violence in it but uh there there are there's something that ties these two families together and i won't get into all that but that is the uh, the crux of it really really enjoyed it really yep. green room
1: is that the one where uh they're they're playing a show for a bunch of nazis
2: yeah they go to the they, this band gets a um gets the i sort of a break or a gig and they that go that's at this bar and yes they the bar is run by a whole bunch of neo-nazis including patrick stewart mm. who's the main guy mm-hmm. in it uh it's one of the last anton yelchin movies it's got imaging poots in it too as well uh but uh, that movie's really good uh it's it's a little bit more violent and gross mm-hmm. but uh but it's funny because they could have they could have probably in green room they probably could have just you know played a gig and then and then and then and then left mm. and it wouldn't they're not expecting just a bunch of neo-nazi i don't remember the i don't remember the in green room that the the audience is just expecting a bunch of racist shit or anything they just want to hear hard rock and all that but but uh it becomes i think untenable to them that they're in this situation and and uh yeah they they draw the attention of uh, the neo-nazis from, oh. from that but uh but anyway uh i would uh highly recommend blue ruin Ah, right. you have to check that out yep. did
1: you uh buy it or was it on one of those uh i there
2: was some there was some night that uh had some time to kill so i i was like uh i think i got this one, uh, Oh, it was it's on netflix for free
1: oh okay yeah so nice well speaking of netflix I was cruising it the other day and I was and I saw a clockwork orange is on there. Mm-hmm. I've seen a clockwork orange many times, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen it probably in about 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've always loved it. Right. Because yep. you, you it's got such indelible images, of course, with the eye clamps on there and the opening shot at the milk bar and all these things yeah, singing in the rain, all that stuff. Uh, that's been like ingrained into culture, but I haven't like explored it and really watched it. So I watched it, and uh, you know how much I love Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Malcolm McDowell, strangely enough, after insulting his acting ability, is fucking amazing in this movie. I I honestly don't know how I feel about this movie anymore.
2: It uh, has some um, um, troublesome images in it. It does, and w- what I'm conflicted about is
1: why this movie exists the movie and the book right mm-hmm. uh burgess alex burgess i think uh An- wrote anthony the, burgess. anthony burgess wrote the book and the movie itself revels so much in alex's the the main character his his evilness mm-hmm. that that it by proxy is making you root for this character he is essentially their protagonist. And I talked about that a little bit in the Ted Bundy thing that I, I talked about last week. But it, it forces you to identify with this character in some way and empathize with them almost. And you get like this vicarious thrill from all the shit that he does. And I don't know if I want to go along with that. I understand. I understand. I think the concept behind this is that. You know we're we're exposing the ultra violence and the the in out in out stuff to make it essentially a parody and to 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 indulge in that to show how awful it is, right? But I I think Kubrick is having quote too much fun with this, and I think he is intending for us to have too much fun with this, mm. and I'm I'm not on board with that ride conceptually. Now visually. The the soundtrack is amazing. Wendy Carlos again did the music for this. Who did the Shining? Um, I say again, she did his nine years later. But the the story itself and the characterization, and then it's almost like ham handed with him getting his comeuppance later on. I don't know if if I love this movie as much as I certainly as much as the the other Stanley Kubrick movies um so anyway it's it's i'm wreck a warning a (laughs) a clockwork orange Uh, but that's where i think i am man
2: i have never once rooted for alex in this movie oh yeah never once and i don't think the movie is asking you to either although the way things are shot is is the more troublesome thing for me because yes it's not really from the victim's perspective it's more his sure. so yes i can see that as well I, I never once though have i been like yeah do that you know because he's doing pretty i think the movie is pretty much saying abhorrent things oh yeah and um and uh, i don't i don't think it's ever gotten gotten me to the point where like yeah i want to be like alex i think maybe perhaps his transformation with that whatever method or whatever uh later is is sort is not the technique itself but the idea that he can who cares if he's redeemed he still did these things that's what you know oh and he's he's not necessarily redeemed because uh, without
1: that pavlovian response Mm -hmm. i think he would continue doing this shit yeah
2: yeah right yeah he he definitely would yeah Uh, um but like that it seems like in in the movie they're making it sound like well, as long as we can make him good, then the stuff that he did before doesn't he doesn't have to pay for or, you know, didn't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh so that's the part I think sometimes is is more bullshit than the actual like what we see before that. But yeah, Kubrick does shoot this in a way where you're like, you're almost shooting this almost titillation style, but I never once rooted for Alex in these in this thing. It's yeah. very conflicting
1: oh totally yeah and and i think having the uh, narration in there too in the first person from alex's perspective he's calling himself like the benevolent narrator and that kind of thing. the language in this by the way is gorgeous mm-hmm. the way that the the dialogue is just shakespearean almost but uh I think that that's another thing that that leads me to believe that we're we're trying to identify with him because it's from his perspective it's from his point of view he's he's letting you know that these are just manifestations but you know they're uh he's he's really a good guy right and uh and
0: I don't know something about that in this viewing rubbed me the wrong way. Um,
1: Do you like this movie?
0: No, I hated this movie. I saw it once. It's one of the Kubrick movies I like the least. Really? Yes. Interesting. For for that Similar reasons. I think I saw it at a wrong time in my life before I had a better, larger appreciation of film and film history, and it was just so in my face and violent that I just
2: don't get me wrong. I think it's possible that this is my least favorite as well. Really, I just don't. I mean, my out of the major ones Mm -hmm. that you know, and and we're and I and I tend not to include anything before Doctor Strange Love in this thing because he i don't know why it just seems like kubrick was kubrick once strange happened and then 2001 but i don't know barry lyndon is probably down is probably uh...
1: yeah i would say even though i do like barry lyndon i would say that it's it's below this and i i appreciate this movie a lot and i found myself just absolutely like just floored by the visuals in this really i
2: really a lot appreciate
1: what Mm -hmm. from a movie
2: but uh yeah i mean there's that's the thing it's it's a it's a hard watch if you you can't just get anybody to watch this movie sure Sure. it's the the content is now i can't remember the anthony burgess novel which i have read had an extra chapter in it that the movie didn't do Hmm. and i can't remember if it's Alex is redeemed at the end or Alex is not redeemed at the end. And I think Burgess was a little upset that that chapter didn't get filmed hmm. for this movie. And I can't remember which one it is, but he had it a, a different way. And in the movie, it's sort of ambivalent. I mean, it's yeah, ambiguous because he's uh, even though like at the end, he's doing all that cutesy shit. Like the nurse is like, you know, here's the food. And he's like, you know opening his mouth and all that he does have that like one final scene of not that this is in itself a crime but you know (laughs) he's that naked lady riding him at the end yeah Yeah. you know uh you know uh i can see what you're saying about the movie yeah it's i I
1: think what i was saying when it it was ham-handed It's because he literally experiences, you know, the revenge for the things that he's done that we've seen him. He gets beaten up by his pals. He gets uh, he gets uh, beaten up by the the old man in the wheelchair and all that stuff. He goes back to the exact place that he perpetrated that crime. And it's like, I mean, pick a lane whether you're going to redeem him, you know, ultimately like we're supposed to believe this or, you know, uh,
0: don't don't be so overt about it,
1: but Anyway,
0: mm. it's uh William Hurt and broadcast news says to Holly Hunter, I would really a lot appreciate it. She goes, really a lot appreciate it. You make me nervous. <laughs> uh, you have another uh,
1: recommend? I got another warn, baby.
0: <laughs> All right. Nice. Uh, you know, I'm flipping through the channels with the movie channels and the whatnot, and I see a movie called Bayou Caviar. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that.
2: Oh, Jesus.
0: And I look at the info and it says 2018. I'm like, oh, well, that's new. It stars Cuba Gooding Jr. and Fomka Johnson, Janssen. yeah, and Richard Dreyfuss. And I'm like, well, I know those people. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this movie. Hard regret, really. Well, wow, it's like all the regret. <laughs> um, it may or may not tell you something to know that this movie was written and directed by Cuba Gooding Jr. Okay, all right. Set in New Orleans, he's a retired boxer who's got a little bit of a retired boxer like lazy eye and speech kind Mm -hmm. of impediment. He's got dreadlocks. He works as a bouncer, and then he trains other fighters at the gym, and he's just trying to reclaim his glory days. And then all of a sudden, he's talking to this girl, who I don't know where she came from. And then they wake up in bed together. Mm. Movie will later tell you they didn't fuck, but it first suggests they fucked. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, he's talking to her about, Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton, and sex tapes. Hmm. Introducing her to Fomka Jansen, who's makes sex tapes. Mm. And this girl's like, "Well, maybe it worked for Kim Kardashian to get famous. Maybe I'll get famous with a sex tape." So Fomka, Fomka comes over, and she's setting up the camera in the in the closet, and the. Showing a little the girl where she's going to lie down. You can tell that Fomka's character has a total crush on this girl and Ah. wants to lesbian her. Um, (laughs) And the girl is being her family's being harassed by a mean landlord who wants money. That guy works for Richard Dreyfus, who's like some kind of Russian gangster. Like I had to, I had to triple check that it was even Richard Dreyfus. His voice sounds, and he's almost entirely shot from above. Like, in rooms with 18-foot ceilings. Almost every scene with... I don't know what's going on. Well, Cuba Gooding. <laughs> and it's its directorial debut. Anyway, the bombshell happens. Landlord comes over to insist the rent. Little girl... Little girl. Girl starts flirting with him. Mm-hmm. They have sex. It's filmed for a sex tape. Oh, no. They found out she's 16. Oh, oh, oh. Why would you write this fucking movie? Because from there, that's pretty much all it's about. She's 16... We just committed a crime, says everyone. Mm. The landlord who fucked her, the guy, who, the lady who filmed her, and Cuba Gooding who's trying to get it to somebody else so he can get paid to, to pay a drug dealer? Oh. I don't know. It's so icky. <laughs> it's so icky. And this... you know me. I like icky. <laughs> but not this kind of icky.
2: <laughs> Is this is this okay is this the girl that they're talking about in this mo- you're talking about in this movie because i believe she's yes. a part of the react series that uh the fine brothers or whatever did really uh she was in she was in the ones so you had kids react and then you had teens react and, and i think she was one of them that was in that now she's like become like a had a higher profile because of it but, uh, yeah, like, and
0: it's, it's also that weird thing because they're like, somebody throws back in Cooper Gooding Jr.'s face, like, well, we made a sex tape, but you fucked her. And he's like, no, I didn't. Then we get a flashback that shows them not fucking. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. This movie's weird, fucked up, mm. grisly, and gross. Is Stay that, away. Is that
2: that Ted Bundy movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> weird, fucked up, grisly, and gross. By the way, the, uh, the Anthony Burgess, uh, novel had a chapter that did redeem Alex at the end. It was taken out of the U.S. versions hmm. of it, and then Kubrick, when he adapted it, just called it an extra chapter and decided that it wasn't for real, so he didn't he didn't film that part. Interesting. Hmm. So Interesting. he he uh the the book ended with Alex uh being a bad guy. Oh, okay. And um, and uh, I guess I see, the movie doesn't really end with him. I mean, I guess you can glean into it that he's still got these urges and mm-hmm. and whatever by the end of it but we don't know that for fact doesn't uh, we say
1: at the end like uh i was cured or something like
2: that yeah yeah, yeah. and uh something something to that effect but um yeah anyway mm, gotcha uh oh have
1: you seen i think you should leave mm. on netflix Mm-mm. no it's uh, tim robinson uh it, that's the full title i think you should leave with tim robinson it's a comedy series on netflix and it's one of those things that's like kind of mini episodes it's like 16 17 minutes and things like that. okay so i've
0: read about this and heard good things
1: yeah i had too so i was like oh yeah i'm down with it this is it's like very mr show like absurdist that kind of thing i've seen three episodes and i've laughed once oh no and the only reason was because it was will forte (laughs) uh, who plays a great great role (laughs) in a very absurdist airplane Bit And I'm not going to ruin it for you. You should watch that episode just for that. But it's at the very end. Um, I I, want to like these things. And I hate to say something's not funny because it's so humor is so subjective. And obviously, I think I'm on an island because I think most people really like this Mm -hmm. show and i loved mr show i love stuff like that but i i can't get into mm. to this this show Ooh. so that's that's a warrant for me uh, uh i don't think it's it's worth wasting time on a show that's not very funny
2: it looks like uh sam richardson from uh veep is in this couple episodes uh, oh he's funny i love sam richardson which one to candied nuts uh that's sam richardson uh so yeah i would not recommend
1: this uh even though you know check it out for yourself it's very quick episodes and all that stuff
2: Hmm. maybe you'll laugh
1: i hope you do i just uh was not a fan Hmm. Hmm.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Hmm. yes well Hmm. i had not heard of it and now i've heard of it there you go do we have time for questions
1: i think we do you want to do a few questions sure a couple few
2: something like that yeah sure Question. question i got something to say i want the truth
3: i am listening
1: all right this is a fun one because it really forced me to think back to the past. What was the first movie merchandise you ever bought for yourselves? Uh, this person's was a coffee mug with the Big Kahuna Burger logo from Pulp Fiction. That's a very
2: cool item. Mm. That is cool. Um, back, in, back when I, I started uh, at the Williamson Square 8 movie theater, uh, I was enamored with posters, obviously. I have a ton of them in the closet behind me. Uh, and uh and i wanted to have i wanted to be able to get access to them but i was 16 and underling and everybody above me was always getting them and so i didn't get a get a chance i didn't crack at them until i started actually putting posters outside then i had the access oh yeah and then i started taking them all (laughs) Uh, but uh i i i mentioned in this episode last action hero was the first movie that played when i when i got hired and Jurassic Park was one week into to its run. And uh, I wanted a Jurassic Park poster. Yeah, but, man. You know, none, it, none were available at the time. So I went out to Suncoast Motion Picture Company nice. and bought a Jurassic Park poster. Nice. It's not the same, though, as the stuff that you would get in movie theaters. Because movie theaters have the double back. Mm-hmm. And that one has a white background. Mm-hmm. You, can tell, you can tell how, like, you know, uh, not authentic it is you know (laughs) but uh i still have it and i'm able to uh uh you know put it in a poster case so
1: no one will be the wiser one of the most iconic posters i think of all time Mm -hmm. right what is what is the like if you think of a movie poster what is the most iconic one that you think about the exorcist jaws the exorcist jaws vertigo has got to be up there
0: too Mm -hmm. yeah do you see that photo that guy took underwater of a great white swimming up the way the poster for jaws has it no it's fucking rad i'm gonna find it right now oh
1: by the way so i've been i told you i've been watching jaws it's been running a lot lately Mm -hmm. and uh there's been two songs stuck in my head for like the last week one is the old town road song i was telling Mm -hmm. you about uh because that's very earwormy and the other one is the show me the way to go home oh yeah i'm tired and i want to go to bed yep Uh, just be. Whenever I land on it, I land on the Robert Shaw, the 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 trio
2: scene. So good. Photo on the left, poster on the right. Holy fuck! What? Poster of Jaws on the right,
0: recent photo on the left. Uh Oh, that's a real photo. Yeah.
1: Jesus Christ! He
0: caught a shark going up to the surface, just like he does in. That's awesome. Yeah, man.
1: Which Uh. is
0: cool. Um, merchandise. So uh, the first merchandise I ever owned was the Luke Skywalker uh, white and brown hoth outfit, Empire Strikes Back character. Nice. And his head came off because I was playing this game on the balcony where there was a little hole in the balcony, uh-huh. and, and he had to jump down to the next level. And when I got down there to continue the game, his head was gone. Oh, no. <laughs> but my mom <laughs> found it and glued it back on. Uh, the first merchandise I ever bought for myself isn't technically movie merchandise. It was the original Optimus Prime toy Mm. um, because I loved the Transformers cartoon growing up. Had a few Transformers I've been given as a gift. Saved up some garage sale money. Spent my own money on Optimus Prime. Mm -hmm. Original. Mm -hmm. About... Six years later, I'm a teenager. I decide I'm too cool for toys. We're having another garage sale. I sold my fucking Optimus Prime.
1: Oh, that's a really good. That was a
0: fairly big one, too, right? It was right? big. It had the whole trailer. It came out and had like tur- gun turrets. Yeah, it's I also had that too. worth a shit ton of money now. Is it really? Yes. Oh shit! I might still have. Sold mine. it off for like five bucks. You sold it for house. magic beans. I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm such like 15 year old me is such a fucking idiot. Um, but that Optimus Prime toy was rad. Wow. Now, now the Transformers they make today are cheap. Yeah. Like back in the day, there was more metal than plastic on most of those. Yeah. yeah tunnels, and they were sturdy, and t- transforming them was actually a pleasure.
1: Yeah, it was actually fun to transform. Now them. it's like flip the legs down, two oh steps, my God. you're done. No, 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 no. At least the ones that we've gotten for from my son have been ridiculously complicated. Oh. You could have a PhD from MIT <laughs> and you would not be able to figure out how to get this thing back together because it's, it's all in notches and it has to be sequential and it's got to be like five different things before you fold the knuckle over and fucking like d- get its little cock out or it's whatever cock! it is. It a it's cock. cock.
0: It's got a cock. Well, in one of those Transformers movies, one
2: of them pees. Mm. Really? Really? yeah he
1: oh in the the newer one
2: yes did you you see the uh you you probably didn't robot chicken where uh the uh there was a, a a transformers uh episode in in the robot chicken where like uh optimus prime at the end of like uh defeating whatever is going on has to go pee too many times, <laughs> and like they're like, uh and there's a like it shows Optimus Prime in the middle of a sentence going to pee like three times, <laughs> and then he get then the next scene is him and the doctor's. Like, I didn't know going to the bathroom could be a bad thing, <laughs> and then they, and they're like they're like yeah they're gonna you have to check your prostate when you get to a certain age, Optimus Prime, and and then like some some robot pe- appears in the, the front of the screen is like so remember to check your asshole kids. <laughs> 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 oh man um you know I,
1: I i answered this question wrong because i i didn't think about the ones that i was buying for myself so i was thinking about the the first ones that i remember receiving and uh the first ones that i remember receiving you remember so ghostbusters comes out in 1984 mm-hmm. and then there was a cartoon called ghostbusters that yep. came out that wasn't actually the 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 ghostbusters yeah right? then
2: they had to come out with the real ghostbusters
1: the real ghostbusters that came out uh, after afterwards and i got uh little figurines for the real ghostbusters Ooh. and i had three of them and i was like well where's winston no i had winston it was uh, egon that i was missing and it took me forever to find egon and we finally found egon i played for with it for like five days and then it was done so that was uh in the the mid 80s in the late 80s Dick Tracy comes out same year as Batman, and I had a bunch of Batman stuff. But I also had one of those things the the wristwatches, the talkie wristwatch yeah. from Dick Tracy that had like pre programmed things like "I'm on my way" or something like that ah, that you could. Madonna uh,
0: sucks at acting. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, they also had uh, Burger King was doing some weird toy giveaway like a promotion for dick tracy too so i had some whatever their collectibles were i had all of those too
2: dick tracy came out in 1990 it was the same year as 1989 though so hey oh <laughs> he's making fun of you <laughs> It was 90 yeah it was 90 no i was making fun of the years they're the exact same year they oh are the exact he's same making year. fun of the year <laughs> um
0: i was gonna say uh speaking of what was your first toy uh, real Ghostbusters? Real Ghostbusters. So I read this morning before I came down here. In addition to the... Uh, who's the kid that's going to make a new Ghostbusters movie with kids? Jason Reitman. Reitman. In addition to that, Dan Aykroyd has now completed a script of a prequel set in the 60s or 70s hmm. when all of the non-Ernie Hudson Ghostbusters are together as college geeks. Okay. I just think maybe we're like how are we how are we oversaturating ghostbusters after that movie in 2016 came out like how was our
2: solution let's make
0: two yeah (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. the uh, yeah the idea is to make more out of that experience
0: god
1: that movie sucks uh do you want to do one more let's do one more come on i think we need one more come on all right can you think of any movies that are actually work that actually work better at home watching them on tv instead of in the movie theater
2: um my answer really almost anything small intimate is Mm -hmm. going to be is going to be like that so glengarry glen ross which is in itself sort of it's a it's a play and it's being filmed almost as such i mean it's very spare when it comes to its sets and and everything uh i don't know i mean i don't i never saw glengarry Ross on a big screen so Mm -hmm. i can't say but i can't imagine the big screen enhancing it in any way because it's all the dialogue and there's not much like cinematography going on here it's i mean it's it's well shot for what it is yeah but uh i can't imagine that movie being just better on a big screen
1: how does uh how does ricky find jonathan price he's in the restaurant does he overhear him saying that he's got money or something like that?
2: Uh, I don't know. I think that's sort of led you're led to believe that he's overheard it. They don't say in the movie. I gotcha. Okay. Uh he he definitely he definitely knows that guy has is uh, is a mark though because he sits down next to is it Alan Arkin? I can't Oh, read. maybe so. When yeah, they're yeah. at the Chinese place, uh-huh. and he he says something when he starts doing that you know they say that you shouldn't drink alcohol on a, on a on a day this hot and he's obviously doing this sort of it's, it's i believe that's something that pickup artists do by the way they they say something hmm. like to to get people's attention and and then if they get somebody in a conversation then they've won ah. uh and he's doing that and he's sort of like he's sort of like you know motioning to i guess it's Arkin or Lemon i can't remember who it is get get the, get a load of this mm. is is you can see it in, a, in his face when he says that uh-huh. um but yeah uh i there's a lot of things i don't quite understand about who they're selling to and why mm-hmm. in that in that movie because it's interesting to me the whole premise of glengarry glenn ross is that they want their salesman to sell to these people that it's impossible to sell they're to bad leads i never understood that either yeah and i'm wondering if it's because they know that they're bad and they want to have an excuse to fire them mm. when they can't sell them but like the whole thing blows up But i mean at the end you realize how evil this uh this real estate company is when lemon sells his his uh the shares mm-hmm. to that one one couple and he's like did you see how they were living yeah. and he's like how can you delude yourself and it's like why did you give him that yeah. lead yeah, yeah it's the only reason is so that you'll fucking fire him right i guess it's the only thing but th- you're not making any money that way no and then why bring blake in in the first place yeah, to yeah. give them like the let's send Glenn, Gary, glenn ross <laughs> 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 uh yeah i mean uh that I, I never i never quite understood how he got james link in this whole thing like Maybe he's talked to him before, or maybe he's heard it, and maybe he's a regular at that bar. Mm. Uh, But, you know, his technique for getting him interested in that whole thing, saying, don't drink alcohol, he might know that that guy's an alcoholic and that he's drinking all the time, Mm. and that sort of gets him into that conversation. He's like, oh, really? You know, you hear him. That's when he's first, like, sort of interested. And then by the next time you see him, they're like— Yeah, they're at the table together. They're at the table together, Yeah. yeah.
0: I also, uh, I went with 12 Angry Men. I think it's funny we both picked movies that were based on plays, mm-hmm. because you're right. What what will work as well at home is the smaller thing, where you don't need cinematography. And mm-hmm. what makes 12 Angry Men, any version of it, work is not the camera angles, it's the performances, and the, the, the tension is built through the acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote, and I also wrote down Locke, because yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think there is some cinematic stuff in Locke, but... You know, I discovered it at home, and and I was every bit as breathless at the end as I would have been if I'd seen it in, on a big screen. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I I enjoyed City of Angels uh, at home. <laughs> the Meg Ryan movie. The Meg Ryan. The Goo Goo Dolls <laughs> movie. The Goo the Goo-, Goo, Goo Dolls <laughs> movie. I uh, I would not want to have seen that in the theater because I I started crying at the end. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, ugly cry, mm-hmm. snot running down the nose. The, the, and uh, I
2: don't want the world to see me. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: It did. That uh, soundtrack actually had uh, Alanis Morissette's Uninvited. Uninvited, yeah. That was a really good, good song. song. That
0: song's awesome. Uh, what do you make of this Jagged Little Pill Broadway show?
1: I think it, it sounds awesome. Okay. It got really bad reviews.
0: Did it really? I haven't seen the reviews. No,
1: no, no, no. Somebody came out with an article uh in one of the major magazines about how Jagged Little Pill didn't hold up the album didn't hold up anymore mm. and like really just kind of dismissively saying well i outgrew that i used to be a fan of it but i don't think it holds up and then uh a, a few days later the uh the lead singer from Letters to Cleo uh wrote a very long and very intelligent defense of jagged little pill and why it's objectively just one of like the masterworks
0: of the 90s well and it was hugely important like even if you can't look back at it now and and consider it great which i think it is uh influential is all fuck yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i agree
1: uh the other thing that i was thinking about um was uh was the witch the vavitch uh because Mm -hmm. i would i don't have a problem with hearing things mm-hmm. um with with kind of discerning vocals and stuff like that i don't ever use you know, captions because i think they're distracting um unless we're doing a sins video <clears throat> but the witch man you need it especially with the 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 dad mm-hmm. with that voice yeah <laughs> that,
2: that guy's a great character actor by the way he's in a lot of stuff is he really what yeah he's um, just different he's just different looking yeah in everything yeah, yeah. that he's in
1: but the, i mean the just the manner of speech in that both the dialogue itself and the way that it's delivered mm. man I, I need to like rewind and watch that and maybe even have subtitles on there yeah mm. um i also wrote that the exact opposite would be gravity i i have seen that on tv uh since yeah uh, i saw it in the theater but there's nothing in this world that will make you experience what you experience seeing gravity for the first time in a theater with all of the sound, the surround sound, with just all like, the debris field kind just
2: of. Just like know, the that? water boy. Yeah, for sure. The water boy. Did uh did did you see it in IMAX gravity? No, I really
0: wish yeah, I did. Yeah,
2: I did. That was those little whizzing particles
0: that destroy everything. Mm-hmm. That debris. God damn, that debris is scarier than Freddy Krueger. It is. Mm-hmm. And of course it's not
1: it's not possible to do what it did, but
0: uh, Well Yes and At no. least that's what
1: Andy Weir says.
0: Well, I'm just saying maybe not now. Mm-hmm. We're shooting so much bullshit up there. Yeah, it's true. Sooner or later it's going to get crowded.
1: Yeah. Oh, you saw it in IMAX. Goddamn. Yeah. It came out on my birthday. Was it 2013? <laughs> 2013.
2: <laughs> this is good radio. <laughs> yes, it is. It's 2013. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, the, I, I think I saw that movie twice. I saw it once uh uh in a, a regular theater, then I saw it I, or I saw it in IMAX first. Or I may have seen it in IMAX both times. Oh so good but, uh yeah that's a great imax experience and yes it is i mean it's still a good movie but it's not nearly the experience mm-hmm. on the small screen yeah that'll do it for this episode uh go to sincast presented by cinema on facebook soundcloud uh, a couple of you came uh, uh came by uh, looking for a discord invite uh, last time so i'll invite you to discord if you would like go to the uh the facebook and uh you can just uh private message me or something and i can give you a link mm-hmm. to that and uh you can uh can go on there there's still locked channels for patrons and uh for patreon members and stuff like that but you can still join in on a, a quite a few channels on there yeah, uh, with some of the discussion and i and i uh hope that more people start talking about stuff and if you want to address me yeah, or anybody, you, Jeremy the narrator on there, you have Cinemasense Chris, I think a CinemaSins Barrett mm-hmm. is on there, Jonathan is on there mm-hmm. uh, Aaron is on there as CinemaSins so uh, he is the lord He is but we also have uh, CinemaSins Twitter, SoundCloud a lot of places to come and talk about this very episode, but that'll do it for this week it's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Sherr, we'll see you next time
1: Thanks for listening, comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com.
2: I, I've been, I, I, I will have, uh, subtitles on a lot mm-hmm. of times and and so that was the first time i actually saw what she was saying in bad guy when she was yeah. singing that one and i was like oh oh
1: okay well yeah and those lyrics are are suggestive mm-hmm. i mean it's not really suggestive it's outright like yeah. i want to i want to bone your dad right yeah i want to
0: bone you dead
1: bone your dad
0: mm. like oh, steal really? your dad type <laughs>
1: mr <laughs> wow, steal your just dad just <laughs> B- for B- some B-
2: reason B- i thought of uh of uh, vincent d'onofrio and men in black when you said that when he thought it you said dead <laughs> where do you bury your dad <laughs> and now i'm like now i can't i can't unhear that as where do you bury your dad <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know it's weird because I, I compared that bad guy video a lot to Fiona Apple's Criminal hmm. because that was also she was I think underage at that. No, that she no, she was eighteen. She was right at eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like very suggestive, and of course the video was super sexy and all that stuff. Well,
0: and she also was called a brilliant genius on her first. Oh. and and I I believe she is. I believe oh. she's she's on a different level
1: musically, especially if you listen to that. I guess her most recent How album. How far came out, on like I three way years do I ago? gotta
0: go to find her music? I mean, because between you and me, I wouldn't have even known she put out any other albums.
1: Oh, really? Oh, my God. The last last thing I remember
0: was eight years ago, seeing a headline that she walked off stage one song into a concert and fainted. Hmm. I haven't heard anything about music. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, she's amazing. She disappeared. No, she's got like, she's got this. She's almost turned full pop jazz. Mm. Like she's her instrumentation. She's always been a a brilliant piano Mm -hmm. pianist. 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 Uh, but like her, just her instrumentation is just absolutely gorgeous. On it's the idler wheel is something with the screw yeah, and blah, whips blah, and blah, cords blah, blah, and all blah. that stuff. Yeah. Typically Fiona Apple, garrulous title, but it's fucking awesome. In fact, I mean Jesus, she hasn't had a bad album. She said uh, the title was fantastic.
2: Just, she's not
0: getting radio airplay. That's what I'm saying. Is you you, yeah, you yeah. know that because you're just seeking her music out, mm-hmm. and I was not and thought she had fallen off the face of the earth so her audience has got to be pretty small
2: right
1: uh i don't know i think she's got she's got uh, a lot of like loyalists from those days and then that's kind of trivial. you think she
2: could fill an arena with a concert
1: no i don't think so i don't think so
2: like i mean but there's so few she that could could she could she fill municipal
3: yeah, I think
1: so. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. You know, I, would I mean, with that one. if if only for the '90s nostalgia crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would go to to hear like stuff from the the latest album and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. from like when the pawn and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But people would be showing up just to hear Criminal and Shadowboxer and all that stuff. God damn, that was a great album. That Shadow, title, yeah,
0: that album was amazing.
1: Yeah, it is funny. Did you guys ever see that uh, the the uh billy eilish and rain wilson video that came mm-hmm. out did you watch that mm-hmm. that was pretty fucking hilarious yeah it, it was because she's like a huge you know what i'm talking about no, she's I, a I huge think I, no she's a huge office fan okay so he actually rain wilson came over to our house and like quizzed her about the show and like the minutia and stuff like that and she did pretty well uh but he kept calling her uh, william eyelash <laughs> is that why
0: you wrote that on the script oh yeah
2: it's right. It's i meant to change that i forgot that yeah. you yeah. think he's
1: ever going to be able to to carry a vehicle like the rocker
2: no i don't think i don't i, I think his chances of carrying anything ended with the office probably mm-hmm. he's going to be a character actor and that's fine
1: he's good at it yeah oh his wife is holiday reinhorn I Whoa. think that's
0: the name of one of the My Little Pony characters. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, I agree. That's not far off. Holiday Rhinhorn, come on, that's a My Little
2: Pony character, like a rhinhorn cowboy. <laughs> it's because movie will put you through puberty. <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. New tagline established. You've been you've been waiting for it all this time? <laughs> Try some movie. You will enter adulthood. <laughs> oh yeah. And
0: they'll and Mary is somewhere in every one of their names. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Even like John Wayne Mary. <laughs> <laughs> John
3: Wayne Mary.
0: <laughs> I just remember Sandra Bullock and uh George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Fraser did Fraser. <laughs> uh <laughs>